Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Lakers Talk with Alan Sliwa. Lakers Talk is on the air on 710 ESPN. People want to make a case, well, the Lakers are too old. They went out and signed all those players. Russell Westbrook's not old. Russell Westbrook's going to be 33 years old in November. Anthony Davis, 28 years old in the prime of his career. From the home of the 17-time world champion Lakers at LA Live. So with all that being said, I think too much is being made about the Lakers' age. I think the foundation of your team is not too old, and you have three superstars that will lead each Each and every night. Lakers talk, Lakers talk is, is on. on. Here's Alan Sliwa. What is going on, Laker fans? Thank you very much for tuning in. Mario with another fantastic open right there. What's the date today? August 16th. Well, we got another month and a half until preseason basketball starts. Can we get this thing started? Can we get rolling here? We got a lot to get into. Uh, Jake Fisher, Bleacher Report, writes for the Bleacher Report. He's going to come on in the 8 o'clock hour. And still a lot of good topics. There's, uh, I want to start off the show with this. Um, will LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook work? That is the biggest question coming into this upcoming season, uh, at least for the Los Angeles Lakers. I know there's, um, you know, obviously a lot of a, a lot of other storylines around the NBA. A lot of stuff I'm curious about. Free agents that moved. Before the Lakers, that's that's really the question. And there's other questions as well. You can talk about the vets that they brought in. You can talk about the age of the team. Um, but the biggest question is, will this trio work? I thought this was interesting. A little bit later in the show, Bleacher Report did a uh, did a report kind of ranking the best three amongst all these different teams. And you'll be surprised where the Lakers ranked in that. Um, I, I, I got a chance last week. And by the time we did Lakers talk last Monday... And then Russell Westbrook did his introduction conference. I want to say that was Tuesday. And uh, I never really got a chance to, you know, obviously share exactly what happened, my experience in it. I did it on the Travis and Sliwa show, but, hey, it's different here. Lakers talk, this is uh, this is completely different. So a couple things came from that conversation that I think is going to address the question mark that I brought up. Will LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook work? Um, first off, it was pretty cool to finally be back, um, not just at Staples Center to cover a game and, you know, you just basically come in, you walk to your seat and that's it, but actually be back into a media room again to be in front of players, to be in front of Palenka, to be in, pl- in front of Coach Vogel, the public relations staff of the Los Angeles Lakers, your peers, other reporters, so forth. So that part was pretty cool. And it was a pretty damn cool moment when those double doors open and here comes Russell Westbrook, now a part of the Los Angeles Lakers franchise and organization. So I've had, you know, been fortunate enough over these last couple of years to cover the team and I've had some cool moments where, um, you know, a certain player comes to the franchise or certain things are happening within the franchise and you're in the middle of it. That's one of those, you know, wow, that's Russell Westbrook and he's holding a Los Angeles Lakers jersey. He's going to be a part of this Lakers with Anthony Davis uh, and LeBron James. He was asked the question, not that it's a surprise, you know, this is, um, 
one of the things that I think we've got so far in the offseason, once the rumblings were coming about uh, Russell Westbrook potentially coming to the Lakers, of course, people on many different platforms, fans are going to give their opinion as well. Do you like the fit? Do you not like the fit? How can it work? Why won't it work? And everybody gives 100 different reasons. Let me play this. This was coming from that Russell Westbrook presser, and uh, obviously Lakers Talk gives me a platform to really get into things a little bit deeper. Um, Okay, take a listen to Russell Westbrook on the Lakers and their two other stars, three stars total, how they'll just figure things out. I've been blessed to be able to go into my 14th season, um, and each year I try to find ways, uh, like Rob mentioned, to be able to uplift and make my teammates better around me. Um, and AD and Brian are, are friends of mine first. Uh, and me being their teammate, my job is to come in and uh, uplift them. And they'll do the same with me, vice versa. Um, and as the season prolongs, uh, we will figure it out. There will be ups, there will be downs, and that's that's normal. That's okay. Uh, but we will figure out uh, how to play the best way that we want to play to, to be able to win a championship. A lot of times um, when young players or superstars get together uh it is you know a matter of figuring it out okay whose team is it um uh you know it, it, what are my stats look like is this going to uh how is this how are, how does each player complement each other there's a lot of things that you know you can equate into it and then i think there's certain players that they get to a stage of their career and there's one common goal it's not about the next contract. AD is going to get paid max money the rest of his career. LeBron James will be the first billion-dollar athlete in the NBA. Uh, Russell Westbrook's making $91 million over the next two years. Let's just say finances won't be an issue for all three of these players. So now it comes down to um, what's the common goal? And you know the common goal for these three guys. Obviously, it's to win an NBA championship or it's a bust. LeBron and AD already did it together. Russ is coming into a situation where it's not just Russ coming in and the Lakers are throwing a Hail Mary. They need Russ. They, If you watched Lakers basketball last season, you would understand what I'm saying when I say the Lakers need Russ. So the question that's going on around the NBA is, um, is this going to fit? Are these three, play, are these three players going to work? LeBron and Russ both need the ball in their hands. This is just things that you've heard over the last uh, a few weeks here since uh, eight, or since Russ became a Los Angeles Laker. I've heard people say Russ's stats are empty, performs on bad teams, and that you know he's a he's a stat stuffer. Um, I can't tell you how much I disagree with that, but let me just go down the list of some of the different things people have been saying. Russ is a bad shooter. He'll allow teams to sag on AD, so you know it's going to uh, clog up the middle because they're not going to pay any attention to Russell Westbrook. And the question continues, will the big three work? Um, so I already played a Russell Westbrook talking about how we're going to figure it out. I, I, I'm not, and I've said this before, I'm not worried thinking that these three are such different type of players, don't have the same common goal, are not all striving for an NBA championship, are worried about their next paycheck or their next long-term deal in the NBA. I'm not worried about any of that from from uh, th- these players' perspective. I thought this was interesting. Um, LeBron posted some photos on Instagram over the weekend, him and Westbrook working out together in a gym. He says, work with Brody. I agree. I don't think this will work. At Russell Westbrook 44, PHU different by the way. Westbrook responds, 
you already know what we on Brody. Okay. So um, I like LeBron posting that basically kind of, you could say, making fun of everybody out there that's saying that LeBron and Russ aren't going to work or those guys both need the ball together. Um, I'm not concerned about LeBron and Russell Westbrook and trying to work together. I'll tell you what I want to see more than anything this upcoming season because I, I find this combination more fascinating. I've seen LeBron and Anthony Davis. We know what those two guys are capable of doing. We've watched it for the last two seasons. One of them uh, ultimately led to an NBA championship. What I'm most interested in watching this upcoming season, I want to see Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis work together. Those are the two that I have an incredible amount, incredible amount of curiosity on. Um, I want to see that combination and how it could potentially thrive this up, uh, upcoming year. Look, LeBron is LeBron. Um, he's done it with a number of different stars. He's done it with veteran players. He's done it with role players. He's done it with young players. He's done it with old players. He's done it with superstars. He's done it with G League guys. LeBron's done it with everybody. We've seen that. Um, but this combination, this potential combination of what Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis can be together. Laker fans know this. Last season, when LeBron James would come out of a game, what would happen when LeBron came out of a game? Lakers, that five-point lead just turned into a four-point deficit. Lakers struggled. Nobody could handle the ball. Uh, Dennis Schroeder had his strengths, but at the same time, Dennis Schroeder wasn't going to take the Lakers to another level when LeBron went to the bench or just maintain um, and and I, I point that out because that's something Russell Westbrook is accustomed to. Russell Westbrook has played on teams where he's the main guy, he's the main focus. He's also played with teams where there's other MVPs. There's James Harden on another team, or it's Kevin Durant, or whatever the case is. So Russell Westbrook is accustomed to these predicaments and these situations. Uh, I, I say this, and I think Russ drastically changes the Lakers when I say he carries his own teams, that he's you know excelled with other superstars or excelled on his own, where he had to kind of carry the load here, this is where I'm most curious about Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis because one of the things that we know coming into this upcoming season, we know that LeBron's going into his 19th season. We know that he's uh, played the equivalent of three additional seasons because of the playoffs. We know that this can't all fall on LeBron's shoulders. So when people ask the question about the big three coming together or Russ joining LeBron and Anthony Davis, this, in my opinion, has as much to do with giving opportunities for LeBron James to sit, LeBron James to take a night off here and there, and the Lakers don't completely fall apart. And that's what we've seen when LeBron James is not on the floor. Will Russ do what LeBron does? No, he's not going to do everything LeBron does. But he's going to put pressure on defenses. He's going to play his butt off on defense. Um, he'll have the ability to get to the basket and put pressure as he gets to the basket. He can set up guys like Anthony Davis. He can do pick and roll with AD. So I think there are a lot of strengths to what Anthony Davis or to what Russell Westbrook brings that will complement these two other superstars. And ultimately, at the end of the day, um, I want to see how AD's game and, and uh, Russell Westbrook together can flourish. How Russ can help Anthony Davis, how AD can help Russell Westbrook. So that's uh, obviously the hope. That's what you're, you're kind of, you're hoping that the Lakers can accomplish this upcoming year. But aside from those three players playing together, man, I want to see what Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis can do together. Okay, 
Um, I want to throw out uh, another topic here as we come back and then uh, also want to uh, throw out the phone number real quick. Laker fans, what's your biggest concern this upcoming season? What, what, do, you, what do you look at in this team that you have um, that you have the biggest concern? Is it the age part? Is it what, whatever it is? I want you to thought. I have my angle of my biggest concern coming up to this year. Plus, if you want to comment at all on how I kind of described what Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis can be like together, you can do that as well. Phone number is 877-710-ESPN. Laker fans know if we're doing Lakers talk, the door's always open. You're always invited to be a part of the show and give your Lakers opinion. Uh, more Lakers talk coming up next. Stay right here. This is uh, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, so uh, quick little announcement here. Uh, next week, next Monday, no Lakers talk. I know. I know. Everybody relax out there, okay? Got to take, <laughs> take a little time off. Slacking, huh? Before next season. You know, Funches, uh, I'm, I'm not proud to say it, but I will take uh, – got to take a little time off here. Um, okay, so one of the things I mentioned before we went to break, I, I'm, I'm throwing out to Laker fans, 877-710-ESPN, your biggest concern going into next season, you know, if there's something that stands out to you. You know, it's funny. I, I just spent some time talking about the trio, and I, I love LeBron and Westbrook already working together. You already see them at Summer League together. I think I just saw some video of Horn Tucker making his appearance. Um I like that those two are already obviously in the gym together and, and uh, LeBron, you could say clowning around and basically uh, putting up a post, I guess you could say making fun of those who don't think that it's going to work, that they're going to work together and everything else. When I when I think of concern for this upcoming season, um, you know, people talk about fit. People talk about are you concerned about how these guys are going to work together, that doesn't concern me. To be honest with you, fit is not something that uh, I think is going to be a problem. I like the veterans that they brought in. I like that a lot of these vets, too, are only going to be need to use sparingly. You know, you're not going to ask Dwight Howard to go out and give you 30-plus minutes. You're not going to ask Carmelo or Trevor Ariza. Some of these older players are there for a specific reason, and um, uh, they're not going to be. They're going to play specific roles. Then you got guys: Kent Bazemore, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn. I'm I'm curious to see how he does. Um, so you, you got a few different guys that are going to be on this roster. Of course, Tht another year under his belt. So fit and talent, I, I'm not that concerned about. The age that everybody wants to talk about. Um, the only age that matters is LeBron's, and you know LeBron last season was proving once again that. Uh, Age is just the number, and if it wasn't for him getting injured, he was one of the few players on a freak play. It's not like LeBron you know, went down on his own on a fast break and, and nobody touched him or anything along those lines. Solomon Hill carelessly diving for a ball. I know he didn't intentionally hurt LeBron, but uh, it, it took a number of sequences to have that happen, and, and here's LeBron James. Um, you know, was never the same the rest of the season. Uh, so the age part doesn't conf- doesn't bother me. I think it's Really, to be honest with you, I think it's blown out of proportion. Um, 
I've heard people say, uh, Kirk Morrison last week, him and I were doing a show together, uh, Travis and Sliwa show, and Kirk mentioned, you know, you got to worry about the Western Conference and there's this team and that player. I'm like, nah, no, not worried. Got to be honest. The, the Western Conference is not something that um, I, I think is – I don't want to undermine the West, but the Lakers just got too much talent. I don't know how the West is going to compete with the Lakers. Plus, you know, Kawhi, who knows when he's going to come back. Um, I've said this before. I'll say it again. If the Warriors go out and make a move on top again, Clay healthy, okay, that's a different conversation. But as is, as constructed, I'll take the Lakers over any team in the West. I don't think that concerns me. Um, and just a quick little side note, Brooklyn's going to be a good team, so we'll see what happens there. But they got to take care of the East. they got to stay healthy as well. With all that being said, my biggest concern, health. That's it, health. And it's not a small thing. Um, it's the difference of winning a championship and not. Uh, last season, Lakers weren't healthy. They don't win a chip. They didn't even get out of the first round. Year prior to that, in the Orlando bubble, Lakers are healthy. There's your championship. Year before that, LeBron goes down with his injury, and you know, obviously, uh, Lakers never really had a chance, nor did they have you know a second superstar. But health, to me, is the one thing that I just kind of sit back and you know, you look at this Lakers team. You you look at their talent. I don't worry about the fit. I don't worry about the age. If this Lakers team is healthy. I think good things on the horizon. If it's not that, then, you know, you never know. Could be an issue. All right, let's take a few phone calls here. 877-710-ESPN. Renee in L.A. Renee, thank you for calling in. What's going on? Hey, man. So my biggest concern would be Anthony Davis's health. Mm -hmm. I feel like we got um, was the addition of Russell Westbrook. I think that that helps out LeBron maybe not come off the bench too soon, like you said earlier. But to me, the main concern is AD's health. Um, I don't think the Lakers go too far without him. Uh, maybe get away with a couple of regular season games, but playoff intensity, uh, we definitely need some AD in there. Well, I mean, you know, and just to kind of reference this past season, I appreciate you calling in. This past season is a perfect example. You know, you, you want to talk about Anthony Davis's value to the Lakers. When Anthony Davis, when he played good basketball, Games two and three, Lakers dominated. Phoenix got to the NBA Finals. Um, They went up 2-0 against Milwaukee, and Milwaukee storms back. They win the series. They win the NBA Finals. When AD was healthy, when AD was Anthony Davis, Lakers went up two games to one. The question, they had game four at Staples Center. The only question was, okay, is this going to go five or is this going to go six? And I don't say that as a, you know, cocky Laker fan. That's how good Anthony Davis is. That's how key Anthony Davis is. AD went out. Series was a wrap. Season was a wrap. He tried coming back game six. Obviously couldn't come back. That's it. Series was over. Four games to two. Pack your bags as TNT does. You're going to Cancun or you're going fishing or whatever. That's how soon, that's how quick the season ended. So to play on uh, Renee's point there, um, you're right. I, I the Anthony Davis portion is obviously a big part of this, but, you know, LeBron, AD, Russ, there's obviously key pieces to the Lakers. There might be a piece or two that you think, okay, we can plug somebody else in. There's some of these guys you just can't, you know, there's obviously no way of plugging it in. Uh, Solomon and Lake Balboa. Solomon, what's going on? You're on uh, You're on Lakers Talk. Hey, Alan, nice hearing your voice again. Thank you, man. Appreciate you know, it. I appreciate you. Uh, real quick on Russell Westbrook, if you don't mind, I'm definitely going to get to the concern part of your of your question. 
I don't get this negativity, man. Um, Lakers last season, if I'm not mistaken, were in the top three offensive efficiency with LeBron on the floor. Him off the floor, they went to 28th. So if you tell me that you can't use a player like a Russell Westbrook when LeBron's not on the floor, I don't know what's wrong with you. And trust LeBron. He's no fool. He knows what players win for him. He knows what players to surround him. And if he's going with uh, Russell Westbrook, I trust him. The man is like, you know, an unofficial GM, and his track record shows it. So you that's know, he, that about he, Russell. He should get, yeah, he go should ahead. Get, LeBron should get paid for scout, GM, uh, player. He should get everything. All those checks should be coming oh, in. Yeah. Okay, what, what, what was your other point? Yeah. And, and, you know, you and I, again, man, we are tracking. I'm telling you, my brother from a different mother, <laughs> I sat here and I said help before you said help. That's my only concern. Are they going to jibe? Are they going to track? Are they too old? Blah, blah, blah. Lakers are healthy next season. I don't know if they'll win a championship, but they're going to the championship. That's for sure. Appreciate you calling in. Thank you for calling in, Solomon. Well, I tell you what, you know, Solomon's talking about Russell Westbrook. Just wait till we come back in about, you know, a few minutes here. I'm going to squeeze in one more quick call. We're going to go to break. We'll come back. Uh, Tim Bontemps of ESPN was on the jump today. And let's just say he had some interesting – he had an interesting analysis of the Lakers with Russell Westbrook, and I'll get into that in just a second here. Let me let me squeeze in one more quick call. Joe in the Inland Empire. Joe, what's going on? You're on Lakers Talk. What's up, Alan? How you doing? Doing good, brother. Thank you for calling in. I uh, appreciate you for bringing the Laker content. I was dying for it today. I was so happy to see you on today. But uh, I just want to say um, I don't have no issues with this roster. I, I called in on uh, when you were with Kurt earlier in the week. I don't have no issues. I would say the only thing I would say is I'm not even thinking about AD getting hurt. I'm, uh, I'll say just this team is like 12, 12 man deep. We got 12 dudes that can legitimately play, so I say Vogel just uh, making sure that he gets the rotations right on who plays, who starts, and who who's playing with who. And I just can't wait to see LeBron off the ball, just seeing him running at the rim and catching out the hoops. So sure, where everything, where worried. Joe, where everything's not on his shoulders, every single possession, he's got to do everything for the Lakers. Appreciate you calling in. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take some more phone calls here in a little bit. But when we come back, this is what I'm referring to, all right? So um, a lot of people have gave their opinion about the Lakers. A lot of people have gave their thoughts on what the Lakers have done this year. What I have not heard yet is somebody giving their opinion of this Lakers roster compared to last season's roster. Tim Bontemps did that on the jump. When we come back... I want to play for you because I think you'll be a little bit. Of, uh, I think you'll be a little bit surprised here um, of what you're uh, about to hear his thought process between the two rosters. So we'll do that coming up next. I still got so many other things I want to get into. By the way, Jake Fisher, Bleacher Report coming up at uh, 8:15. Um, I'm gonna rank. Not even gonna rank. I'm just gonna kind of go through this ranking that Bleacher Report had about the NBA's top three, the top big three. Lakers weren't even on the top two list. So we'll do all that coming up next. If you want to be a part of Lakers talk, eight seven seven. 710 ESPN or hit me on Twitter at Alan Sliwa. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, 
S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. There's a DJ back there. It's a Steve Paulette and uh, Michael Funch's DJ duo back there. Saw it to Steve Paulette. I- I'm off the the ones and twos right now. Look at that. Look, just takes over. Um, I want to I want to get into uh, Tim Bontemps on the jump was comparing. He's looking at the moves that the Lakers made this year, and he's looking comparing the two rosters. And I, I, I don't even really want to kind of set this up. I, I want to just let Tim Bontemps give his opinion here. Uh, this was uh, from earlier today on the jump. I mean, the Lakers are going to be the most fascinating team in the league this year. But if you're talking about is this going to change the Lakers' title chances, I think it's nothing. Because you look at this team, and I don't think they're better than last year's team. You know, last year's team had Anthony Davis and LeBron James and a team that had one of the best defenses in the NBA. And they had a real identity. What is the identity of this Lakers team? They have to figure out how Russell Westbrook and LeBron James are going to play together. I don't think that fit's going to be great. They brought in all these minimum players, some of them decent signings. You know, getting guys like Wayne Ellington, Trevor Ariza. You know, Melo can come in and score for them off the bench. Kendrick Nunn was a nice mid-level signing. But it's hard to look at this Laker team and see, here's a coherent vision of how they're going to play. And I, I just think the fit with LeBron and Russ is going to be tough. I don't think the defense is going to be good enough. I just don't think this has raised their championship level the way that a lot of people do. All right, I'm going to throw this out there because you don't have to agree with what I'm saying. That's not how this works. Um, if you disagree with me, if you agree with Tim Bontemps on this, Tim Bontemps thinks that the, the Lakers team last season will be better than this team's year or this year's team. That's a lot of a lot of words there. Small, uh, small amount of time here. Um so you don't have to agree with me. You can go with what Tim Bontemps is saying. I'll throw out the phone number, 877-710-ESPN. I think of a couple things when I hear Tim Bontemps. He went on. I listened to the whole thing, a four-minute segment on the jump, and it was him. Clinton was on there. Sedano was hosting it. Uh, and I think Nick Fredell, I want to say. Um, I think that was uh, I think that was the fourth person. So a- anyways, long story short, I'll give my opinion on this. Um I like Bontep's work. I pay attention to it on ESPN. He's got a lot of good ESPN stuff on. But I think if you're somebody that followed the Lakers as closely as I did last year, where uh, it's part of my job, I'm covering every game of the Lakers, so I'm, I'm going to know less about what the Bucks are doing, what the Suns are doing, and what uh, the Toronto Raptors are doing. But I feel like I have a you know obviously a great pulse for what the Lakers are doing. I don't think now until the season starts, we're not going to know definitively if this year's roster is better than last year's roster. But I think there's some things that I could point out to try and make the argument that it is. And and by the way, last year's roster is never going to get the proper credit because AD went down. So we never really knew how far that team can go. We didn't know if they got past the Phoenix Suns because AD was healthy. Would they stop at the Jazz or would they stop at the Clippers or whatever the case is? I can't even remember who would, who they pay who would they who they would have played in the second round. Maybe it was Denver or Portland. Yeah, that's what it was. It was Denver or Portland. So we're never going to really really get to know. But if you think last year's roster coming into the season is better than this year's roster. I got to question a lot of things, and I'm not kidding here. I really, really got to question a lot of things because if you watch the Lakers last year, one of the things that hurt the Lakers more than anything else was 
they did not have the ability to do anything when LeBron James wasn't on the floor. Did they find a way to address that by bringing in Russell Westbrook? No question about it. By the way, Russ, three of the last four years, has had triple doubles. And all those, and Tim Bontemps also mentioned in that clip, I've seen people said that Russ was going to work with Harden. They said he was going to work when he went to Washington. This, that. Those are not comparisons that you want to make. Because Russell Westbrook's coming to the Los Angeles Lakers, not as the franchise player, not as the second best player, but the third best player. Tell me another time Russell Westbrook was the third best player on a team. Okay, let's look at the supporting cast then for a quick second. If you think last year's roster is better than this year's roster. Dennis Schroeder obviously was, if you ask me what his number one priority was this up, upcoming last season, you know, going into last season, it was to play well so he can go get that contract. But that contract pretty much meant everything. Montrezl Harrell, similar predicament situation. Uh, Andre Drummond obviously came in towards the trade deadline. Lakers had a lot of players last year that I like. I thought would be a good fit, but they weren't further enough in their career where all they cared about was a championship, and I think that's what you have now with this Lakers team. I think you got a lot of guys on this Lakers roster, which I was saying you know, towards the end of the season and once we got into the offseason, please bring in more vets. Can we get more vets? Can we get guys that have been through it, that have gone through playoff uh, series before, that have made some money in the prior parts of their career and that they're at the stage of their career where all they want is a championship? Um, that part is a big difference. You know how many times I heard the word Dwight Howard's name last season? Why the Lakers don't have Dwight Howard? Man, that's a perfect backup for the Lakers. That's the guy that you need. They brought Dwight Howard back. You have three superstars on this team. You got a number of veterans. You got guys who have been there. You have Hall of Famers. You have all-stars who are going to be asked to play very small roles, 10, 15, 20 minutes a game. And you're going to tell me last year's roster was better? I, I, I would then just say that you didn't watch a lot of Lakers basketball last season. That would be my assumption there. My assumption would be um, if the Lakers thought they could just bring back the same team and go win a championship this year, they probably would have tried to do that. That was never the game plan. Never was that the game plan. Uh, What the Lakers thought was we don't have enough talent, we don't have enough vets, we don't have enough winners, we don't have enough guys that all they care about is a championship. We need another superstar to go compete with the Brooklyn Nets. And you're going to tell me last season's roster was better than this year? And I'm going to I'm going to say this again. I could be wrong because we haven't even started the season. There could be a point come this season where we'll look back at what Tim Bontemp said or some of these other people said. And I'll you know, if I eat crow, I eat crow. It's all good. This You know, you got to you got to give your opinion, your honest thought. And sometimes you're right on it. Other times that you're wrong. Um, but I, I cannot find uh, I cannot find an angle to even make. For Tim Bontemps, I can't. I I, really, I truly say this. I can't find an angle. Lakers starting point guard last year, technically starting point guard, was Dennis Schroeder. He's being replaced by Russell Westbrook. Other guys that you had um, coming off the bench or were role players for the Lakers were guys that you know you were rooting for them. But I think you reach a certain point of the season. It's like, yeah, you can't depend on these guys. You got vets all over the roster. You got players that have been there in the playoffs 10, 11, 12 years have gone through certain predicaments that just some of these other guys hadn't gone through. So that one is uh, – I can't help on that angle. I, I really can't help on that angle. Um, can the Westbrook thing not work? Of course it can't work. That could definitely happen. But I think it's going to. Um, I look at last year's roster – 
And I don't think, you know, I said this right as the season ended. I just don't want to come back with the same roster. I don't feel confident coming back with the same roster. And obviously the Lakers front office um, felt the exact same way. And now it's not a matter of just this being on paper. It's not a matter of me running my mouth and saying that it's going to happen and the team's better. The squad's got to go out there and do it. But before the season even starts, i got to make an argument one way or the other. I don't even know how I can make a case the other way. Let's take a couple phone calls here. Let's go to King in L.A. King, thanks for calling on, buddy. You're on uh, You're on Lakers talk. Yeah, Alan, I'm not even going to state the obvious um, roster additions. I'm going to just say guys like Kendrick Nunn and Malik Monk. You add two guys like that, that makes the Lakers significantly better than they were last year. Like, I, I just don't see how he doesn't see that the Lakers clearly improved like, yeah, we played great defensively, but we couldn't score enough. Like, and I feel like we still have solid defense with still guys like Ken Bazemore. And I was just, I was just gonna say, King. That's the thing is, you're making it sound like you went out and got guys. Bazemore was playing defense, fantastic defense for the Warriors. That's kind of what he's done in his career. Trevor Ariza, Dwight Howard. Those are hard-nosed guys. You only need 15, 20 minutes top from these guys. Russell Westbrook's an upgrade from the defensive side. Forget about the offensive side. Even the defensive side, you you still address that in the process. King's still there? <laughs> Did we get... All right, King is gone. My bad, King. I cut you off. I thought we were going to go back and forth. My bad, King. My bad. Let me uh, let me take another quick call here. Stephen Habra. Steve, thanks for calling in. Hey, first of all, I hope Amanda Brown's listening because I know she is. Your morning show needs a third hour, man. I mean, um, I, I love Keyshawn's show. I listen every morning waiting for you guys. But, you know, I don't want to hear about uh, the Cleveland Browns or the New York Jets. I want to hear local live sports, man. And, Amanda, please give that show a third hour. Steve, okay, we appreciate it. Just stuff, a heads up, tomorrow we're starting with the Browns and the Jets. I'm just giving you a head. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Is Baker Mayfield better than uh, Danny <laughs> Dimes? That's what I hear all day, okay? Um I don't. I don't believe these national guys. Like you, travel with the Lakers. You know, do their pre, half, and post. You know everything about the Lakers, and I'm going to take your word for what what you believe. I personally think last year's team was better in in, in the aspects of cohesiveness. You know, um, we had Caruso and people like that that like one hand knew what the other hand was going to do. And this season, you're going to have what, what seven, eight new players on the team, and that would make me a little nervous. At least for the first half of the season. And if Anthony Davis does stay healthy, um, I think the Lakers have a, have a really, really good shot. Um, though, yes, like uh, Kirk was saying, with the other teams, I think what he was mentioning, they're young. They're young and they've been playing together for, for a few years now. And youth, believe me, always uh, kind of can outrun uh, age. But, uh, yeah, I love the, the local show. And real quick about the national show, I heard a guy on Keyshawn's show talking about uh, Kawhi Leonard, if he was going to sign with the Clippers or not. And he had the nerve to say Kawhi grew up in Moreno Valley, which is about downtown L.A. Moreno Valley is like four hours away from downtown L.A. Anyways, Alan, love the show. You're the best. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. I want to address one thing you said right there about the turnover for the Lakers, um, that there was more continuity last season. Let me kind of remind everybody. Last season's roster, um, just think of how many key players the Lakers lost from last season. So I, I don't I don't agree on the continuity part. You lost Rondo, you lost Avery Bradley, you lost uh, Dwight Howard, you lost JaVale McGee, and you lost Danny Green. You didn't just lose five guys off your roster that weren't getting PT. 
you lost five key guys off your roster. Okay, take Avery Bradley out because he wasn't in the Orlando bubble for the Lakers that were veterans that had a voice in the locker room. I don't think there was that much continuity going in the start of last year. At least this upcoming season, one thing you could hang your hat on um, you could hang your hat on the fact that you got a ton of vets. You don't need to explain the NBA to them. You don't need to explain playoff basketball to them. You don't have to explain all those things that typically comes. Um, and, and one other thing about, you know, I, I, I say this too. If you told me right now to give my opinion on the Atlanta Hawks and the Phoenix Suns and the Houston Rockets, I could give my opinion but it's very, very top layer. I won't be able to go in depth to it. And I think that's kind of the point that I'm making here, that when I hear somebody else say that last year's roster is a better roster than this upcoming season, I don't know if you're watching 72 games and you know, you're listening to every single post-game conference and pre-game what's going on, all that stuff. So that's what I'm referencing to when I say, uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't disagree more. Okay. Uh, Bleacher Report. I keep promoting this, and then I don't even get into it. Uh, Funches, keep me on my, uh, keep me on the show here. I'm all over the place here. Okay. Uh, Bleacher Report ranked the NBA's best big three. You want to know where the Lakers ended up? Want me to tell you right now where the Lakers ended up? Okay, I'll do it when we come back. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Are we really already 45 minutes in? Punches, I didn't even get to any of my points yet. All right, let's let's keep moving here. So Bleacher Report did this. Um, they're ranking the NBA's top big threes ahead of the 2021-22 uh, season. What's going on with the Lakers? Why is everybody hating on the Lakers here? Well, wh- Tim Bontemps, was- Bleacher Report. I, you know, I, I think there's a lot of... Listen, I, I'm okay with all the question marks. It's okay to have the questions, right? Like I said this earlier... There's no lock what the Lakers have done this offseason is going to work. But I, I'm surprised so much negativity towards it, as in, you know, people just thinking, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of, maybe this isn't the best comp or example, but when James freaking Harden went from the Houston Rockets to the Brooklyn Nets, people were actually saying this isn't a good move, that this isn't going to work, that it's not the right fit, that there's only one basketball I'm just sitting there scratching my head. I'm like, do people know who the hell James Harden is, how good this player is? And yes, Kyrie, KD, and James Harden all together, are they going to have to figure it out? Yes, they are. You know what you'll take your what you'll take your chances on is having as much talent as that and going into a, a series or going into the playoffs or going into a season, taking your chances with that talent. You know the worst thing that's going to happen to the Brooklyn Nets? They're going to eventually, Malika Malika Andrews last week was reporting this, that they're working on contract extensions for both Kyrie and both James Harden. Kyrie or Kevin Durant already signed his extension. Those three could be playing together for four years, five years, something along those lines. That's a scary thought because that team ain't going anywhere. And that's kind of maybe what I feel with the Lakers, that they got Russ and all of a sudden everybody's just saying, hey, this isn't going to work. Why are you bringing in a guy that all he does is get triple-doubles and has got triple-doubles three the last four years um, and had a chance at winning a couple championships? When I say couple championships, as in got to the NBA Finals, was on a team with him and KD where they should have beat the Golden State Warriors up three games to one, and then KD just walked away and left, and obviously things have not been the same uh, for him since. So Bleacher Report does this ranking. 
top threes, uh, top big threes ahead of the 2021-2022 season. Number one on that list. Should I do the honorable mentions first and kind of work my way down here, Funches? I think that yeah, makes why sense. not? Because yeah, sense. yeah, I think okay. you should. Okay, here are their honorable mentions. Boston Celtics was an honorable mention, so Boston Celtics was not in the top ten. Dallas with Luka Doncic. It should just be Luka, Luka, Luka. I was gonna say, don't even put up <laughs> right, just Luka, Luka, Luka. <laughs> no, like that group, Luka's, Tony, Tony, Tony. Put Luka, put his first name, put his middle name, and put his last name. Okay, <laughs> yes, that, that's right. That that should be the way they they rank the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. This is where I start getting a little, uh, you know, I, I, get, I start kind of looking at this ranking and saying to myself, uh, I'm not crazy about it. Denver's not on the list. Jokic, Jamal Murray, and Michael Porter Jr. Okay, that's fine. Jamal Murray's still injured, coming off an injury, but Jokic was the MVP, and, and Michael Porter's got a, a great future ahead of him, but, you know, let's just kind of give him some time. Let's give us some time to marinate. Clippers we won't talk about because of uh, you know Kawhi, so that's an honorable well, I'm, mention. I'm inter- it's interesting that they put Kawhi, Paul George, and Marcus Morris instead of like Reggie Jackson or something. Yeah, Reggie would have been a better answer. That's a good point. Yeah, Reggie Jackson would have been better. He was uh, so key for them in the playoffs. Portland, you can't say a big three because there is no three. So this is how they start off number 10. Zach Levine, Vucevic, and DeMar DeRozan. Okay. All right, I'm going to keep rolling here. I'm just going to kind of go through some of this list. The Atlanta Hawks, Trey Young, John Collins, and Clint Capella. Okay, keep going off that list. That's number nine. Number eight, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. You know what? You can make a great case for the Phoenix Suns. They got to the NBA Finals. Those three were fantastic. The Chris Paul, the Devin Booker, not a surprise. DeAndre Ayton, really the surprise from those three. Yeah, you could probably make a case to have them higher than that. Utah, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Mike Conley. Let me actually go back a second. You should have Phoenix ahead of the Utah Jazz. Phoenix got to the NBA Finals. Um, yes, you could say Utah. Well, you had some injuries with Mike Conley and, and Donovan Mitchell, but I, I would have Phoenix's big three ahead. Then you got the Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Kyle Lowry. Number five, the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson. No one's going to argue that. And oh, by the way, let's see how Klay is when he comes back. Let's hope he's 100%. And I told you, the one team that concerns me in the Western Conference, if the Golden State Warriors take the assets that they have, take some of these guys that they drafted, use that Andrew Wiggins a contract that they have, and they go make a move and go get a kind of a outside-tier all-star to add to what they already have, the championship pedigree that they have, the Warriors can most definitely be an issue again in the Western Conference. So they got the Warriors at number five, Four, they got Philly, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and Tobias Harris. I disagree with that one completely. Um, Tobias Harris is not part of a big three. Ben Simmons, we saw what happened to him in the uh, postseason. All they're trying to do is shop him all offseason. So I don't know how you're putting them in their uh, top four, whatever the case is. And then Michael Funches. After all those teams I named off, I think I named off 64 teams. After all that. The Los Angeles Lakers with LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. The third of the best big threes in the NBA. This, my friends, is what I'm talking about. Everybody hating on the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, somebody can make a case and say, wait a minute now. The Brooklyn Nets have Kyrie, have James Harden, have Kevin Durant. 
They're number one. They should be number one. You know what? That's fine. You can make that case. That's okay. If they're number one, that's okay. I'm okay with that in the sense of you can make a case for either side. But they put the Milwaukee Bucks at number two with Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. I get it. They just won an NBA championship. If I went right now and I asked, if we took a poll of 100 people and I said, hey, going into this next season, which three would you rather have? Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday, or Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis? Maybe I should put that poll out. Problem is when I put polls out like that out in Lakers, there's only Laker fans. So nobody's going to kind of go against the grain on this. Um, but I would think a large, per- large percentage of NBA fans would say, yeah, I'll take my chances with Le- LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook this upcoming season. Milwaukee accomplished some great things this upcoming year. Milwaukee was down 2-0 to the Brooklyn Nets and about to lose three games, their first three games, until Kyrie got or Kyrie didn't get injured in that game. I think Kyrie got injured later on. Harden was, you know, a shell of himself. They're not winning an NBA championship. And that's the only point that I'm going to make is I get you could look at last season and what, you know, these teams accomplished, but it's different when everybody's healthy. So um, do I think the Lakers should be at number three? Of course I do not. I think they should be at number two. Funch, what do you think? Talk to me here, Funch. Yeah, I I just cannot believe it. When I brought it to one. When I brought up to you this list, you know, uh, before the show, I mean, yeah. I was outraged that the Lakers are at number three. Even I mean, even more outraged that Philly is at number four. I don't think that yeah, MB Simmons and Tobias is better than Steph no. Clay or Dray- Draymond. Dray- they, that's too low for the Warriors too, and also it's the true, Suns. The Suns are just coming off of NBA Finals where we saw CP3. And they're number eight and Booker. They're and, number eight. And, and exactly, man. And one thing too, I I don't even think the Hawks and the Bulls should be on this list. Okay, so. Sometimes I think this happens. ESPN's guilty of it as well. Okay, hey, this we're in the business of creating conversation, uh, good topics, stir things up a little bit. I got a feeling here, Bleacher Report was very strategic with that number three for the Lakers because they thought maybe somebody like me would take the bait, and then on a Lakers talk show on Monday nights here, I would bring this into the into the fold and into the conversation. Well, we're oh, talking that was about a game it. Plan it worked. It worked, Funches. If Successful. that was their game plan. <laughs> Mission success. All right, we got our uh, top NBA stories coming up next. Stay right here. This is uh, Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN.